We're uh, we're back. Hey, how's it going? This is uh, comedian Jamie Lissell calling in for the show. He's a microphone. Jamie, Tony Vizic, how are you, man? That got scary for a minute. It got, you know what, it did. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, uh, junkies of all persuasions, we have on the line uh, right now, and uh, some of it's already been revealed because he said his name. Right. It was going to be a big reveal, Jamie. We were going to get people to guess who you were. Yeah. We were going to show like just a picture of your eye on social media and go, can you guess this man? Okay, Jamie Lissell. Like in one sense, I ruined the surprise, but on the other hand, I feel like I saved seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> and making a return engagement to this American Podcast Comedy Edition on ComedySchoolsRadio.com. Jamie Lissell, he is at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy tonight for two shows, Saturday for two shows, a Sunday for one show. You are doing the Sunday show, right? You know what? They're, uh, I am not doing the Sunday show. They're doing uh, uh, something different. I don't know exactly, but I think it's a private event. So private the event. Only days that matter are Friday and Saturday. You were yeah. That, you know what? It, it was far, yeah, I, I heard it. That's that's this is the last weekend for the club, and you're the guy they brought in to um, shut uh, it down. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so let me. I, I got to ask you a question. All right. Are you still living in Alaska? I am. I am. I took a hesitation there as I went through all the mistakes I've made. <laughs> and, uh, yes, I still live there. I live in Fairbanks, Alaska. That's crazy. Now, you weren't raised in Fairbanks. You're, you're, you're one of the few comics who lives in Alaska. By one of the few, you just stop at one. You you're stop at one <laughs> comic that lives in Fairbanks. You guys are talking to the number one ranked comedian in Fairbanks, Alaska. Right now. <laughs> I don't know if you realize that. He's the top uh, ranked comedian. <laughs> There's, it really is. It's like me and like a really funny moose that makes faces. But you, <laughs> all the competition. Dude, you and they don't even let him in the club. You don't even live in Anchorage, though. That's like the big city. I know. We literally, like, I don't know if anyone's ever been to Alaska on a cruise or for vacation, but Fairbanks, when the tourists come to Fairbanks, yes. they're all angry. <laughs> Just, they just they have their cameras and they just keep looking around for something to take a picture of and there's just nothing there. <laughs> now I've been I've been to Alaska a couple times. I've been to Anchorage um, a, a long time ago. Why you were you were were you born and raised in Alaska? No. So here's what happened. Yeah. I, did. <laughs> I didn't tell you guys this last time. So here's what happened. All so right. I was I was born in New York and I actually got hired to do a comedy show, a week of comedy shows. In Alaska, so in Fairbanks, Alaska. Okay. Really cool comedy run. So I meet this guy. He's the guy that owns the club. And I just really like this guy, right? And so uh, we get along real well. It's like these fun shows. And then I meet this bartender. And I go, man, this bartender's like this. It's like this, you know, really attractive, uh, good-looking bartender. For You know, he worked for the, for the guy. And I talked to her for five minutes and felt like this, like, really crazy connection. And it was weird. And so I go to the guy. I go, hey, go, dude. I'm like, I'm like, who is that? I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but I have a weird... And he just looks at me and he goes, that's uh, my daughter. Huh? Uh, this is like a scene out of The Godfather. Yeah. Did you ever see the, the, in, the God, in The Godfather? Yeah. Where, yeah. <laughs> She's the beautiful... Exactly. Oh, my God, it is exactly. his daughter. Did you say that to him? Go, exactly. I was hoping you weren't referring to the horse head scene. <laughs> um, <laughs> I it was that one. And yeah, but so I thought to myself, man, if I marry the owner's daughter, not only am I going to get rebooked a lot, <laughs> but this could work out. And so we ended up, man, we just, I got to a point in my comedy career, and it took a, it took a while, to be honest, to where I could live there 
and still do all the things I needed to do. Because the flights are killer, man. I mean, you're paying you're paying extra dough. I mean, you know, for a lot of West Coast comics, because there's so much work on the East Coast, because I used to do a lot of East Coast stuff, so I was always flying from, like, Los Angeles over to Atlanta or, or something like that. You literally are flying down from Russia, dude. Yeah, yeah, I lose money every week. But it's <laughs> a love of the... No, it's, it is not too, it's not as horrible as you would think if you, if you group it together. What I'm doing now is rationalizing a bad decision. And, um, That's a six-hour flight just know, to get to the lower 48. Yeah, just it, it is for sure. You have to stop in, you have to stop in Seattle. They make you stop once just to make sure you really want to go. Like, are you sure? Okay, we'll let you. It, but, but dude, I'll tell you that Alaska Airlines, which is the airline I fly, you know, and I fly so much, I'm like, for the first time ever, I'm one of these, you know, like I'm like a golden moose. Like, <laughs> like you get the free peanuts. Whatever. You've actually <laughs> met the guy they got painted on the tail, right? Isn't that one of the things? Dude. That guy, I sit right next to that guy <laughs> when I fly to Alaska Airlines. The guy with the hood? Yeah, yeah, yeah that guy. <laughs> we do a podcast together. Um, Live from the plane. So, wait, so your wife is from Fairbanks. Yeah, so my wife is from uh She's from a fair-haired Fairbanks maiden. Would you describe her that way? A fair-haired Fairbanks maiden. I would, I would say that. And, and you guys, the thing is, what people don't realize is, I'm not bragging when I say, like, oh, like, she was, like, this attractive bar. I mean, I thought I had no shot with her, right? Like, I mean, I, yeah. I just didn't even talk to her. And when she was talking to me, I couldn't even figure out, like, you know how that happens. Like, when you're talking to a girl and you're like, why is she still talking to me? And then you're like, oh, that's right. I'm in Vegas. This is going to be expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in, and I'm talking to her, and I'm like, this is weird that she's, like, being so nice to me. And then I find out, the ratio of guys to girls in Alaska. Yeah. Five guys to one girl. And as they say in Alaska, for single women, the uh, the odds are good, but the goods are odd. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, like, in L.A., you know, maybe a guy that looks like me, maybe I'm like a three. Yeah. Maybe I'm a four. Uh, you guys in Alaska, you're looking at like a seven or an eight. Uh, Pretty good-looking guy in Alaska. You'd be, you're an automatic six just by not wearing hip waders. <laughs> I, need to, I need to move, is what you're saying. <laughs> you need to move to Antarctica. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's like the saying in Montana. Antarctica, they say, they say the, the women are scarce and the animals are scared. Yeah. So, wait, so Jamie, so Antarctica, she... Antarctica, you take a girl from Antarctica, it actually changes the ratio. She's a fair-haired maiden from Fairbanks. You are a wandering troubadour about. Okay? Yes. <laughs> This is how I'm seeing this. Did, did, did have you ever asked her? Say, you did. Has it ever occurred to you? You're sitting home like on a Wednesday night. You watching television. You're eating popcorn. Looking and go. Listen, I never asked you. Did you want to like move? Did she marry you to like <laughs> think she could get out? <laughs> you know what's funny? Well, we actually when I first met her. I mean, we lived to get together. We lived in New York City. Okay. We moved to Los Angeles. We lived in upstate. Like we moved all over and then kind of ended up there. But dude, I I did have my suspicions at first. It's funny you said that because I was living in L.A. at the time when I met her. And I didn't even say, like, will you move in with me? I just said, are you cold? <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I just said, I feel like I, I have at least a warmer place to offer you. So, if nothing else. And then it, just, it, did, it was like one of those, like, weird, we got married, like, really fast, you know, like, with a year of meeting each other. And yeah. Her family was very excited that she was marrying a comedian. <laughs> and... Um, Guy that could not hunt or fish or provide for his family. <laughs> it's hard up there, guys. It's a lot of men up there. Yeah, 
lot of men. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a lot of macho hoo ha. A lot of the macho hoo ha. But um, tell us about you got a cool house, right? I mean, you, you got to be able to get a good house up there. Dude, cool house. It's right. It's, it's right in a river. It's. Uh, I live next door to my in-laws. Which is a great thing. I mean, they're like they're great people. We share a fence. It's it's killer, man. I I, I really do. I, I I truly like living up there as long as I can, you know, keep, keep making it work. It's fun, man. You know, how comedy's like it gets a little competitive and sure. stressful. And you go to Alaska, you get you're not even thinking about that because you're running from a bear. <laughs> uh, have you have you done the thing? Can you have you have you literally had to where you? Where you've left your car running all night because it gets so cold. If you turn it off, stuff freezes up. You know what? I can afford a garage. Ah, with heat. Yeah. No, but you're right, though. You really do. Are you do plug in your? Um, I would not have moved there. I said to my wife, I go, I don't care. What do you got to pay? I want to have just, all I want is like my only. You know, you look at a house. You go, I want this. This. I wanted like a garage that's like, like a you know, like a heated garage where you don't have to plug your car in all night and so it turns yeah, it's out like a, it's like a radiator warmer right that you plug in yeah some people you have to you have to put like a blanket on it like yeah. to keep it warm it's like a like a, and you plug it in but if you have you know if you have a heated garage you don't leave your car overnight at the airport you're good man you just you know you, you plug it in you know kids go outside uh for recess to, uh, up until 20 below zero what what are they? Yeah, are, they actually, are they out there sticking their tongues against tonight. poles for fun? Or? <laughs> <laughs> You'll shoot your eye out. Because I, I grew up. I grew. I grew up in the mid. I grew up in the Midwest. I grew up in Missouri. We would in the winter time. It, it could get very cold. When I decided, uh, when I was a, when I was a young guy and I was going to leave, uh, I was either New York or L.A. The wind chill th- that day that I was figuring out which way I was going to go was minus seventy with the wind chill. Wow. It was one of those one of those oh, days. And I always hated the wind chill because it's like it's not bad enough that it's like twenty below. Okay, it's that's not bad enough. It's twenty below with the wind chill. They're gonna make you feel even a little more horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Why even say the first number? If yeah, we're trying, <laughs> yeah. trying to trick me. Yeah, so I would just I decided to flip a coin, New York or L.A., and it kept coming up New York, and I just kept flipping it till it came up L.A. I go, <laughs> I go I'm going where it's warm. So I've experienced cold, but it's like a longer period of time there. It's like for like yeah. months. Oh yeah, months. Yeah, of- yeah. I, I get what you're saying. It was the wrong decision. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. It's very cold, man. And it's like uh, it, you know, you got to make sure you get the hell out of there because you got like eight months of uh, of darkness, and you know, you guys know it's like there's like depression and suicide, and then then it's like you know, there's four months of, of light. That's when they find the bodies. <laughs> and, uh, it's just. It's a tough, you know, you got to get out of there. That's the only, honestly, the way I make it is killer family, and we take, you know, I, I bring the kids with me. Sure. Because I work in L.A. a lot. Like, I live in Alaska, but I've worked in L.A., I think, for four months this year on, like, the show. We're, you know, doing the Real Rob season two, coming out in two months. So we, we travel a lot, and I don't know if I could do it if it was 100% Alaska. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just want to mention. your decision. I totally, I feel you on that decision where you said, New York or L.A., all these things to offer. But when you add the weather of L.A., it just makes every day a little bit nicer, right? Going to the grocery store. Everything. You know, work. You know, and you see celebrities. Oftentimes, they're the ones bagging your groceries. You go, hey, <laughs> didn't I see you? That is nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I really loved living there for a long time. I love living here. You know, this is actually, this is actually the... Uh, 
polar opposite, if you will, of Alaska, where it is uh, uh, searingly hot for about three or four months out of the year. And, and people, I get the, the questions I've been asking you, I get from friends. Mm. Literally, I will have people around the country call me because they saw it was 120 here. And I go, are you okay? And I go, yeah, I'm okay. I'm inside. Exactly. Yeah. They say, I'm controlling the temperature in here. Right. <laughs> I have a thermostat. The exactly. Yeah, matter of fact, you know, we got it around 72. I'm actually, you know, I'm putting on socks. Yeah. But um, <laughs> so and, and people go, how do you handle it? And I, I think the same, I think you would have the same answer. Go, how do you handle it? I go, I don't go outside. I stay indoors. Exactly. Unless I have to get my air-conditioned car to go to another air-conditioned building. So for you, it's That's going right. from a heated house to a heated car to another heated building, I'm assuming. Yeah, and because they know it's hot. Like, right now I'm in Phoenix where they know it's hot. Like, in Alaska, they know it's cold. Yeah. So they set things up for where you can park close and no one dies and all that stuff. And, like, in Phoenix, man, it is so it is hot here. But they know it's hot. And so just like you said, you're in air conditioning. You're walking through. You're walking through Mr. You guys, check this out. This is not even a bit. I'm not doing a bit, I swear. Okay. I went to a gym uh, this morning. No, it's, no, no it's, a it's, a it's a bit. It's a bit. It's a bit. No, go ahead. It's, it's not a bit. I swear to God, I, and there were two guys in the sauna. It's 106 outside. It's 106 outside. You got to take a good look at yourself if you're choosing the sauna. It's the same temperature outside. You just don't like the scenery outside. <laughs> it, it wasn't a bit. It is now. <laughs> That's funny. It is. <laughs> if I owned a gym in Phoenix, I would just put a sauna sign over the exit. Well, you know, there are tanning salons in Phoenix. And I'm going, I don't, I don't get that. And I go, who goes? And some of Trump supporters? I don't understand. <laughs> That's just a hole in the roof. Yeah. No bad. Yeah, I, I spend my time in the beer cooler at the gas station, not, not the sauna, you know? <laughs> yeah, but you live in a beer cooler. Well, you know. Yeah. Jamie, man, um, um, you know, I was reading your blog, and I loved it, about uh, uh, it's time for people to stop complaining on airplanes. Um, I'm with you 100%. I think one of the problems, I, I don't want to get deep on this. One of the problems we have in this country is that uh, people have confused their, uh, uh, their wants with their needs and, uh, and, yes. and that they, you know, I'll, t- I'll talk to friends of mine and go, oh, the traffic was terrible in Interstate 10. I go, there used to not be an Interstate 10. Right. Within my lifetime, there was no Interstate right. 10 in Phoenix. You didn't have. Yeah, the 101 didn't even exist. Yeah, you didn't have yeah. a 10-lane a freeway to complain about. You were talking about people complaining about kids on planes. I don't know if you want to touch on that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I mean, my, I guess the basic, it's funny, I've gotten so many people talking to me about this, which I love, because I feel like the, the, it's the big complaint here, a baby on a plane. My basic premise of the whole blog was like, hey, all you have to do to deal with a baby on a plane is like deal with a crying baby for a minute, maybe put some headphones on. But that person back there, like, what? think about what they have to deal with. They have the to parent, raise yeah. that thing until it's 18 years old. Like, they have, to, they have to sit next to it on the next flight. Like, in all honesty... You have you have it so good by hearing that like when you hear a baby crying it's not yours it's kind of awesome yeah you know what I mean like you it really lets you off the hook and just and just if you for a second think about like my wife flies with our three kids all of the time wow she's into like weird pain type of stuff <laughs> and um, she uh, and that's like a, an eight year old a five year old and a three year old and I mean. She gets people that are being rude to her all the time, and you're, you know, like, because, and usually it's not like crying, it's more like, oh, they're having fun, but they're being, like, too loud, and so sometimes, literally, someone will complain about, uh, you know, like, 
kids being too loud. I'm like, dude, you realize like she's got a, she's got three kids. She's by herself. Now she's got to take another five hour flight. You can at least, you know, put your, put your headphones on. And so I, I think it's just being grateful, like you said, and thinking about other people, putting your, putting yourself in other people's shoes. You know, that's all I ask. You know, I always it, feel bad for the for the people of the baby. I, I I agree with you. Know, my, uh, my wife and I, Shirley, who uh, produces the, uh, has been cracking up at everything you say. By the way, uh, we, and she was asked she was asking me about a certain type of people. I go look. I go. There's some people in this world that have to. They have to feel like they're better than someone else, even when they're not. You know, and I think sometimes yep. sometimes yep. people are going to say, "Well, I, I wouldn't raise my kids like that." You know, that they have to make themselves feel better. Even though they're not, probably because they're they're probably a lot worse than the people they're complaining about. But by complaining, they could sit there and they, they bond over this sort of misery. But uh, I always, you know, look, I I, yep. I love kids. Right. We always have the grandkids over the house. You know, I I raised my daughter when I was younger. I, I you know I'm not a I don't I wasn't a tough guy then. Okay, I'm definitely not a tough guy now. But I could have the aura of a tough guy more then. And somebody say say, can you quiet that kid down? I go, how about if I quiet you down? How's that sound? <laughs> oh, look, pal, I would just say, I don't care. Shut up, turn around, and watch your movie. She'll sing if she wants. So, I <laughs> <laughs> see that's awesome. I'm more of a dad where I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll be like, yeah, you know what? I'll try, sir. <laughs> I actually, I actually, it, I used to take my daughter to see the Clippers in L.A. And when she was ten, she had that unique. Are you, are you, how, are your, are your children boys or girls? So I have two boys on the ends, older and youngest, and then a girl in the middle. And how old? And so how old's your daughter? Uh, she is. Uh, she's five. She's five. She's just hitting that point where she will discover the power of the high pitched scream. <laughs> like if you're tickling her, playing with her, and then she realizes she, she, they they have a high pitched scream that will you know, and you'll discover this soon. The boys have it too with the girls. <laughs> I took her to a, a Clippers game one time, and the jumbo trying to say and scream make some noise, you know, and she's doing her high pitched girl scream. This guy turns around and goes, can you knock it off? I go, look at the Jumbotron, idiot. It says scream. Shut up and turn around. I says, you know what's good for you? You turn around and watch the game. You know? That is so funny. I bring her here so she can do that. Go ahead. That is is so funny, man. I was was just going to say, my daughter literally just for the first time did the high-pitched scream. I had showed her how much my plane ticket cost at Phoenix. (laughs) And... um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was the first time ever. Do you have them out here with you this weekend? You know, I don't. I'm just doing, uh, I'm out here. I got to head to uh, L.A. for a couple days, and then um, and I'm doing one more little run, so I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, on, I'm out here on my own. What do you got coming up? What, can we, what, do you want to tell, what do you want to tell the folks about? Yeah, well, what I'm, I guess what I'm most excited about is we have uh, our original Netflix series that I wrote and, and I'm starring in with uh, Rob Schneider coming out. We have season two coming out on Netflix in two months, and um, we're psyched, man, because we we weren't an original at first. We were, yeah. we were just like an acquisition for the company. So season one was just you know it was, it, was uh, it went well, but we did it all ourselves. And then man, Netflix stepped in and gave us season two, and so we have Adam Sandler uh, guest starring and just Matt, Michael Madsen. It did an episode for wow. us. Wow hilarious and so uh if he hadn't done what i told him not to do that's michael madsen <laughs> he'd be able- good. that's really good <laughs> he was a, he was so funny man he was like he was really funny and then at the end he said thanks for the opportunity to do 
comedy. He's like, I, I yeah. literally every script I get, it's like punch and then kill this guy. He's like, I feel like I just did this. <laughs> you know, like he's an actor's actor. He, he he's like he, he's like Tom Sizemore without screwing up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but it's, I'm psyched about it, man. So we don't have an exact date, but it, it comes out in the fall. Um, it's all it's all done, all finished, all wrapped. And uh, very, tell us the uh, name again. Real Rob. It's called Real Rob uh, on Netflix. Real Rob on Netflix. Jamie, man, thank you so much for calling and giving us part of your morning. Morning. We we you know we we, we always enjoy talking to you, and uh, we were just entertained. I love talking to you too, man. All right, and we're gonna we're gonna like guys that actually laugh and stuff. Yeah, well, you know what? You're 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 a funny man, and you got a great story. You're a great guy. Yeah. We're going to try to make it down. We're going to make it down this weekend to see you. Thank you very much. Uh, people, if you want to get tickets to see awesome. this man and you want to get tickets to see this man, uh, you go to houseofcomedy.net, houseofcomedy.net. If you uh, PM me on my uh, personal Facebook page, Tony Visick, V-I-C-I-C-H, or on the comedyschoolsradio.com page, uh, I might be able to hook you up. I might with a couple of free passes. Jamie, thank you, buddy. Wow. Thanks, Tony. Talk to you guys later. All right. Bye. Thanks so much. How cool is that? Good guy. You know, except for I mean, the kid stuff totally foreign to me, but that's why I didn't say anything. So well, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have you've got grandkids. You had a kid. He's got kids. I got none. My opinion doesn't really matter when it's being discussed with people who have kids. Sure, surely, <laughs> surely raised two daughters. Kid yeah. Right, right, right. That's why yeah, I don't want yeah. them. We have, <laughs> we have we have grandkids. You know, I raised my daughter, and I mean, literally, I was with her. At an NBA game, and she's doing that. It's saying scream, so she's she's in time of her life. This guy turns around, and goes, and I kind of understand where the guy was coming from because blood was starting to come out of his right, right ear. Right. But you know what? He chose to sit there. That's why I figured. But I mean, literally, the guy tried to turn around, and I go, I go, well, you. I, I actually what I said to him. I go, what you probably want to do right now is turn around and focus on the game. That's right. what I said to him, yeah. and just staring at him. And he's turned around with it. You know what you say in those situations, like some people, man, fucking ass. <laughs> but you know, it was like turn around. Well, I would never like say something to somebody because they can't control the kid. But I also think there should be a law that kids under eight can't fly on an airplane. That's just that's just me. Yeah, but you got to get them around, man. You know the uh, yeah, take uh, a car. Uh, one of the first times, uh, there's a guy, Kurt Matthews. Kurt kind of. Um, uh, got me in the uh, workshop. He did get me in. He he actually contacted me and said, "We do you want to get in the workshop business?" Uh, he, he's a very funny comic. He now he actually tours more as a comic than he did back in the day. And um, uh, he and I were going to do a twelve step convention in Atlanta, and my babysitter had fallen through, uh, literally fallen through. And my and my wife at the time was working full time, and she was under two. So kids under two flying free. Right. So I just took just her with me to Atlanta. Yeah. To the AA workshop. Yeah, and then one time we were going up to San Francisco, and it, by the before she was two, I flew her everywhere. She was a jet setter. Yeah, because yeah. it was free. After she turned two, I go, you know what? Well, you're staying home. You know, you, you got nice toys in your room. What are we going on a plane for? Right. But um, uh, still fly around. But I was one of those parents. People say something. I go, well, I got an idea. Here's my idea. You shut up. That's my idea. So um, you're very protective about this sort of stuff. And we were all them at one time. Right. We were all them right. at one time. Except me, I was hatched whole. I was. Like out <laughs> of an egg. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, you know, we're going to take a break. we got more stuff to talk. You know what we got to talk about? We were to tell people about, um, 
I was posting on selfie share. Yeah, Wednesday night. I posted. I posted at least one thing. Yeah, no, no, I know, I know you did. So we were to talk about our good friends over to selfie share. We were to tell the people who listen win five hundred bucks. Win five hundred bucks. Yeah. No one else offers that. Nobody. You know, I don't even think there's another podcast out there in Phoenix that can show you how to win five hundred dollars. I mean, I'm no. probably just boldly stating that, but you whatever. Know, you know what? I, I think you're correct. We come back. We're gonna talk about uh, Shannon and selfie share and all the fun stuff going on over there and uh, other events that we got coming up. Um, and uh, as Chuck Bear should say, more stuff when we come back. You're listening to This American Podcast Comedy Edition on ComedySkillsRadio.com.